if you're a CEO, look at your company, look at your liquidity. Yeah, there are a lot of good business plans in the world. Uh, there is a lot of good strategies in the world. But the day-to-day -day business, for me, it's more enough, more important that the company runs well in case of it runs smooth, smoothly. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Thomas Sharuk of The Natural Gym. Thomas, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. Definitely. Nice to meet you as well. And super excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Thomas so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Dr. Thomas is a serial entrepreneur with a doctorate in economics and a degree in gemology. He is the founder and managing director of The Natural Gym, which is a trader of natural colored gemstones. And NLP master practitioner is running a company called C10 Plus Consulting. And in May 2021, he released the third edition of his book, Investments in Gemstone, which is translated for the English speaking market. His companies are headquartered in Vienna, Austria, and due to his and TNG's aspiration, aspirations of informing the English-speaking world about the benefits of gemstone investment, we were hoping that a podcast appearance would help expand TNG's brand. So you are in the right space, Dr. Thomas. Great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Thank you. I'm fine. I'm happy to be here. And uh, it's I'm a CEO. Well, I like to be it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We, I want to I want to kick everything off to hear on how you end up becoming a CEO and hear a little bit more of what I like to call your CEO story. We'll let it get started with all the awesome things you're working on. Well, uh, gemstones, I deal all my life. I started collecting gemstones by the age of eight, starting to cut gemstones by the age of 12, opened my first job by the age of 20. Now I'm 50 and I do what I do for more than 30 years now. Well, that's it. And uh, till the financial crisis 2008, we mainly traded uh, jewelry and we traded collector stones. And from the financial crisis 2008, we started selling investment stones. You named it natural color. That means not treated, not heated. And with, I think we are the leading trader in middle Europe at the moment for this area. It's a small niche of alternative investments. And uh, well, I think the total market per year is 5 billion dollars around the world um yeah there are some competitors but uh, we enjoy to be the biggest here yeah well no i appreciate you for, for sharing that and, and especially hearing that it's uh for lack of a better term sounds like a life passion that you you know poured yourself into you know learning your craft and being able to kind of teach so many others to do it and for people that i guess aren't as uh, maybe familiar with you know the you said an alternative investment and in, in the gemstone pitch could you tell us a little bit more about what what gemstones is and how is that such a great um investment opportunity well, there are two areas of gemstones in the world. One is diamonds or the white diamonds, they are called. The other ones are colored gemstones that is mostly rubies, sapphires and emeralds. But there are also other stones like tanzanite, like tourmaline, like uh, zabalite and so on. And the most famous ones are rubies, sapphires and emeralds, of course. And um, well, we specialized in these colored gemstones as the diamond, the white diamond didn't bring any um, increase in value since 2008, whereas rubies, sapphires, and emeralds have an average increase of roughly 8% per year annually. 
And uh, so that's why we specialize on it. The stones itself, they go from one carat up because one carat or 0.2 grams is, uh, if it's too small, it's not an investment stone. And our stones, the speciality is it's a niche. That means as the stones are not treated, if you go to a jeweler today and you buy a nice ring with a ruby center stone, most of the rubies today are treated. That means around 2000 years back, people came to know that it's possible to change, to enhance the color of rubies, sapphires by heat. And uh, so mostly uh, we can say roughly 97% of all gemstones in the world are heated today. And the small niche of 3% roughly is just natural stones. That means the color of and the inclusions of the stones are that nice that they are just found in nature, just cut and polished and sold as they are. And we are specialized in this small niche because the increase in value is much higher for this niche. As you know, everything which is rare increases more in value. So this, that's why we, we specialized in this niche and not going to the heated market because there are enough, there's enough of material in the world. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think it get back, gets back to, you know, when I introduced, you know, introduced you and read about, you know, economics, the, the idea of supply and demand, and especially if there's a demand for something and there's a rarity of it, there's not that many around, then that's, of course, going to increase the value. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, breaking that down for us. Well, there are uh, in the world market, there are two driving factors at the moment. You mentioned uh, demand and supply. Supply is limited as the earth. We know where to find stones today. Uh, that's mostly around the Himalaya. That means the Asian countries. That's East Africa and that's South America. And on the other ones, on the, on the other hand side, there is a strong demand, especially driven from Asia at the moment, especially China, Indonesia and India, but also the US and uh, Europe. So, and there are studies that gemstones in general are so-called superior goods, goods in economics. That means if peoples get richer, the increase in demand is higher than the increase in GDP. So on the one hand side, it's a rare, it's a rare thing. And on the other hand side, the demand grows worldwide. And that's why the prices are going up. Um, what would you consider to be what I like to call your secret sauce? And this could be for yourself personally, the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Uh, the secret, I would say love what you do. And I love my, my business. Yeah. Uh, I like running around, see nice stones, buy nice stones, sell nice stones. And um, well, the second secret is good connections to sources around the world. Uh, in some of the countries, you can buy directly from the mines. In other countries, due to problems with security, safety, we have to use some brokers. So it's a combination. And also, you should find some people who like to do what you do. Yeah? My employees, they like my co-workers, they like what they do. And uh, it's a permanent improvement. How do you, you do your business? It doesn't matter if you do gemstones or another business. It's about improvement. It's about a good relation with your customers and reacting in the right way to inquiries, to problems maybe. And so build up, um, build up satisfaction and confidence. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and the, the, the quote that was coming to mind is find something you love to do. You never work a day in your life. And like you said, if you're able to kind of lean into that personally, but you also have a great team around you that has that passion, that interest, um, it allows you to kind of, you know, be armed with learning and continue to kind of sharpen the saw and get better. But at the same time, it also helps you, like you said, through the, the day to day and all aspects, I imagine, as well of the business and things that you have to juggle and do. Mm, absolutely. And um, well, the human factor is important. That's the yeah. that's 
think the human factor to your team and the human factor to the customers because uh, usually people do not buy just a product if it is something it's our product is uh, something which has to be explained a little bit it's not like buying a bottle of mineral water it needs a lot of explanation so honestly we do not sell a product we sell our service we sell our our face we sell our people and if there is enough confidence we are successful together with our customers and the team yeah, absolutely. And I think so many times I say um, often that we forget about the human aspect of business and we forget that we're in the people business. And we we learn that or we I think we're a little bit more aware of that when we're talking about our teams. But when you're, you know, supply supplying your clients or helping them and supporting them and serving them, we also forget about that human aspect. But I think that's something, you know, really huge that we always got to you know keep at the forefront and keep in mind. And so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Uh, I like to have to have a clean desk, so you do not find anything on my desk in the evening. That's one thing. I want to do everything which is important immediately. Yeah. Um, I do not read that many books or so about how to be a CEO and how to lead, but in general, I have my ideas. I have my education and communication. So... Um, well, it's all about communication with other people and about communication with myself, how I treat myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine, or maybe you would recommend to a client as well. <laughs> uh, I would say if you're a CEO, look at your company, look at your liquidity. Yeah, there are a lot of good business plans in the world. Uh, there is a lot of good strategies in the world, but the day-to-day -day business, for me, it's more enough, more important that the company runs well in case of it runs smooth, smoothly, uh, that liquidity is okay. And in the long run, that the business plan is okay. And sometimes it's more important to satisfy your customers than to make money. But in the long run, we all want to make money. But in the short run, mm, satisfaction is everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that as you, you know, build a business, and as I like to often say, like run the marathon, you start to realize that you don't run the marathon on the first mile, the first day, the first week, you know, you run the marathon over time. So a lot of times making sure that you are building those solid foundational principles, like you said, serving your clients, making sure that they're okay, allows you to be able to kind of run long term. And then I love that liquidity part as well, too, because I think so many times when you're doing any type of investments, you also have to, you know, realize or keep in mind, like when you'll be able to potentially get that investment out. So it's always something that you want to kind of keep top on absolutely and uh, there's one more point uh, if we look at the business plan you should know that uh, the business plan is just at the moment and it will change all the time it's nothing you build a business plan for three years for four years but in general usually conditions change maybe each and every year so it's a starting point but nothing which is just put into stone yeah Absolutely. Make sure you write it in pencil. That's for sure. Because like, as we, we we're recognizing and living through now, there's some things that just kind of change and can disrupt so many different aspects. So it's so important to make sure, you know, that you pivot and you realize that the business stone, business lesson might be uh, something that's not set in stone and something you have to pivot and change. Right. Absolutely right. And uh, flexibility is the key to it. Mm -hmm. uh, react to react to situations which can change fastly. You know, COVID was an interesting challenge for all of us, I think. For us, it was, well, in, uh, in economic conditions, it was very good because there was a shift to alternative investments. So our business increased, it didn't decrease, not one moment. Uh, but it was an interesting point to 
adjust our business culture and our way how we do business because our uh, supply chains uh, supply chain they collapsed at a certain moment as COVID hit all of us around the world yeah absolutely and i think so many times we forget that um you know obviously during something like COVID and, and you know pandemics obviously they're you know to the extreme um a lot of times but we always have those disruptions those changes within our industry sometimes within our life and looking at those as an opportunity to kind of reevaluate things as you said so well is huge and i think it's something that you know another great nugget to kind of keep in mind whenever those certain things happen absolutely and um well, I think there will be the world will run and change faster in the future, and the companies will survive, which can adapt very fast to these changes. Yeah, and we do not know how our business will, uh, our, our industries, as you mentioned, it will look after some years. Maybe it changes more into environmental issues. Maybe it changes more in the direction of safety issues. It can also be that um, some businesses or some industries will not exist anymore. So, and this change is faster than the centuries or yeah, the centuries before. Yeah, absolutely. It's happened on an extremely rapid, you know, pace. And that's why it's so important, I think, too. And, and that's why I love, you know, everything that you're doing is having that knowledge and that information because being very knowledgeable about your industry um, doesn't, you know, guarantee success, but I feel like it increases the likelihood of being successful because you know those changes. You're 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 paying attention to those shifts and what might happen. And if you have a good understanding, okay, if this happens, then I'll do X, Y, and Z, or if this happens, I'll do A, B, and C. Then it allows you to be a lot more prepared for those shifts and those uh, transitions that sometimes happen. Absolutely, that's absolutely right. And I love to look to the history. What happened to big companies? What happened in the in the 19th century? In the 20th century? how they adapted, how they used shifts or how they missed shifts in the in the industry. Yes, absolutely. What they say, there's nothing new under the sun. So learning from, you know, history is the best way because history has a has a way of repeating itself, it seems maybe in a different, uh, you know, fashion, but uh, usually sometimes the same kind of story and thing we can kind of take away. So absolutely appreciate that. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Dr. Thomas, what does being a CEO mean to you? Well, I think uh, being a CEO means uh, connecting people and managing the internal processes of your company. But mostly it's about connecting people, internally, externally. That's for me being a CEO. Nice. I love that. I love the internal and external part in that connection piece, because that's something that's a, a big foundational principle for us. And I think so many times we don't realize that when we're going throughout and building relationships and connections, um, that's really what it's kind of to me as well, too, always about like being able to kind of serve your clients, but also serve your team and, and create those connections, and those opportunities so that you can kind of grow and expand and go on that journey together. Absolutely. Because uh, your members of the team, they want to grow, they want to go somewhere. And if we are the, the owners of the company, I'm not only CEO, but I'm also owner of 80% of the company. So it shall be in our focus to keep our team, to keep it stable and give them opportunities to grow together with us. Absolutely, absolutely. You create those win-win-win, you know, scenarios, and then uh, the rest is definitely um, history. So, Dr. Thomas, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about your book and all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Well, uh, there is not much more to say from my from my side. Just enjoy what you do and uh, like what you do every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people that want to get a hold of you and get a copy of the book, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
not to make too much uh, marketing for them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, and to make it even easier, we'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can copy your book, find out about, you know, all the awesome, you know, businesses you have and investments that you're doing as well, too. Um, truly appreciate you again for hopping in on this uh, on this time and, and telling us a little bit more about you, what you do and, and the knowledge that you have. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.